Hello guys and welcome back for another episode of Fitness on the Go. Today is episode number five, I believe, which is a nice little milestone to reach and very excited to reach the double digit mark. I think it's something like all podcasts that launch only make it past five episodes, like 90%. And then the 10 episode mark is maybe... 30 percent after that so it's, it's very small numbers that actually keep podcasts going and that is my goal is simply just to be consistent and put out an episode weekly for you guys whether that's with me or whether that is with a guest speaker i do have another guest speaker lined up which i'm very excited about um and i will be releasing that in the next few weeks or months um but other than that it's just dr warren who I've had on so far i'm going to be looking to bring other people onto the show just uh, to share their stories and their experiences and their knowledge as well uh, today's episode is going to be uh packed um jam-packed or uh, full of a punch episode all around health focused eating the reason i wanted to do this episode is because when it comes to nutrition and when it comes to improving your health, I really think that we often focus on restriction and we focus on weight loss as as the entire goal. Whereas if you have a health-focused mindset towards eating, it actually allows for weight loss to happen as a byproduct of that. And when you pair them both together, it, it works remarkably well. Um, and ultimately, what comes after a weight loss period or a dieting period should be health. So starting with health in health in mind first is always going to lead to more success um, long term, in my opinion. Uh, it might take a little bit longer in terms of the fast progress you will see. And there's various ways you can drop weight very quickly. And there's various ways you can change your body shape very quickly. But the question is, is it healthy? Um, in the short term, in the long term? And is it sustainable? So we're going to speak a little bit about that today what health focused eating is um, and how to how to achieve that ultimately. So first, I just want to start by saying I want to keep this episode around food. There are other things to consider. So I like to call them lifestyle or self-care habits. So sleep being a huge one, stress management being the second one, hydration, movement, sunlight, if you focus on those five things away from any food you eat, um, that's going to that's going to set you up for a uh, a healthy lifestyle and a healthy body um, and a healthy you. You know, if your sleep's in a good place, if you're managing your stress levels, you need to be properly hydrated. Movement needs to be in, in some form. You don't have to do weight training, but moving the body, whether that's walking, whether that's swimming, whether that's cycling, whether that's yoga, moving in some capacity is going to improve your health. And then exposure to sunlight, depending where you are in the world, some of us get more sunlight than others, but just daylight, natural light in general, Quickly, just touching on how each one of those may affect your nutrition or your eating habits. If you're not well slept, it can increase hunger levels. It can increase stress on the body, which can then increase hunger levels. So you need more energy because you're under-recovered. Stress management, high stress or longer, more chronic related stress, which is more constant, puts your body in a state of fight, flight, and you're not relaxed you're not in the so with our nervous system you've got sympathetic and parasympathetic one is basically heightened ready for ready for danger the other one is relaxed 
um, think about like digestion mode. So if you're in a constant state of stress, your digestion gets affected. Um, your blood flow is affected because your blood goes to the surface of your skin, your muscles instead of the internal organs. So your body doesn't run as effectively as it should be. Um, and if it's if it's a low chronic related stress, um, just like general life stress that's not really dealt with, that can really impact your nutrition, your gut health. Um, again, your energy levels, which then could lead to eating. And um, even though it's not physical tiredness, it's more mental tiredness. Uh, hydration. I think we all know if we're, if we're hungry, sometimes we're just thirsty. And that's quite quite a, a common thing now, uh, a common uh, thing that people know. So sometimes you're thirsty, you simply need to hydrate more. Movement. Uh, and just going back to hydration as well, there's lots of foods that have increased salt. Uh, especially processed foods. Now, I don't think a lot of people know this, but hydration massively, massively is impacted by your sodium and your uh, potassium levels. I think I've got that right. Um, so basically, if your sodium shoots up too high, you need to basically um, increase your potassium uh, and vice versa. So they need to be balanced out. It's not just about drinking more water. It's about getting enough sodium in your diet. Um, and on the opposite side of that, if you eat too much salt through, you know, highly processed foods that do have a lot of added salt, think about Chinese food, think about any junk food, really, you know, high, high concentrated um, amounts of sodium that can make you thirsty, then you're going to be dehydrated again. So it's, it's kind of a balancing act. Now, if we move, if we remove any process or any junk foods, you will get enough salt from your diet naturally, just through, through the different types of foods you do eat. Um, as long as you're eating a wide variety of foods, that is movement. Um, if you're in, inactive, your joints can become less flexible. Your uh, blood won't be as you won't have as good blood flow because blood moves around the body. And if you don't practice something, you lose the ability to do it. So your blood flow won't be as good. The better the blood flow, the better you're going to trans transport uh, energy, vitamins, minerals around the body through the blood. Everything happens through the blood. Uh, the blood's made up of water as well. So going back to the hydration point, if you're dehydrated, your blood is not running as it should be. And then lastly, sunlight. Sunlight regulates your sleep. Sunlight gives us vitamins. I think it's vitamin D. I want to say vitamin D from the sun. So sunlight is very important for optimal health. Now, once you've got all those in place, nutrition should be a lot easier. But the reason I started with the lifestyle habits is because if you don't have lifestyle habits in place, nutrition is a lot harder because of your health not being in a good place. So then you may feel like you're, you've got lower energy. So you need to then make up with foods. There's also an element of environment and society at play, you know, foods being more convenient more hyper available if you think back to 100 years ago you know the the, the shelves in the sh supermarkets were not full of processed foods junk foods as much alcohol you know um everything now is readily available whether that's in the supermarket or whether that's at the click of a finger on your phone online shopping for example um etc etc so uh, the the food industry food industry and um yeah any kind of offsets of that is really now marketing to people's specific tastes and making things sound absolutely amazing so we like we like the latest thing the latest product um the latest coca-cola drink whatever it may be 
And yeah, um, I, I do think environment is a big role to play. Uh, lifestyle, environment. But if we look at food, I think the, the mindset I want to kind of bring to you today on today's podcast episode is thinking about um, abundance instead of restriction. So when it comes to losing weight, particularly, we can often think we need to cut lots of things out. And it's true, like reducing processed foods, reducing junk foods, reducing alcohol, it's going to massively help when it comes to weight loss. But there is a time and a place in your diet, in your day, in your week for those things. And but we all want to strive for going back to basics with nutrition. You shouldn't cut any foods out, but the foods you should be eating, if you think about, again, back to 100 years ago, single ingredient foods, unprocessed and wholesome. So there's a saying, and I can't quite remember it off the top of my head. I probably should have researched it before I started this episode, but it's basically like, if you can, if you can um, pick it out of the ground, if you can pick it off a tree, or if you can, um, if you can hunt it, so for example, animals, then you should eat it. So basically anything that's in its natural form, fruits, vegetables, um, grains, because we can grow grains, um, animals, so animal products, meats, fishes, of course, and then you've got like your dairy, uh, which is which comes from animals. So basically anything that's unprocessed, it's been un, un kind of unprocessed, it, it's, it's not been affected, it, it's in its natural form and it's not been mixed with other ingredients. That's what you should make up the majority of your diet. That includes carbohydrates, that includes fats, that includes proteins. We shouldn't be looking to cut out any of the three macronutrients that I just talked about. Carbohydrates have their place in your diet. Um, fats have their place in your diet. Protein, especially, has your plate. Uh, plate has your place. Has its place in your diet. Uh, and I say the word diet not from a, a losing weight perspective. Your diet is simply what makes up your food that you eat. That is a diet. Dieting, on the other hand, is the process of losing weight and the process of losing body fat. Um, dieting versus a diet. So a diet is just simply what you eat. Um, you can have alcohol in your diet. You can have pizza in your diet. It is still a diet. Um, and you can also eat alcohol. Eat alcohol. That would be uh, an interesting experience. You can also eat pizza and drink alcohol whilst dieting. Um, it's probably not going to be the smartest idea, uh, but you can do it. Um, and it's all about context, you know. Um, and I say it's not the smartest idea. If you have one beer on a Friday night and you've nailed the rest of the week, you will still be on track to lose weight. And I think this is where people go wrong with all or nothing mindset. Um, but I'll go on to the content, um, on to the next point in a moment, which is alcohol and junk foods and, and kind of moderation with that and um, but first let's stay on carbs fats and protein so all foods inclusive you do not need to cut out bread to lose weight you do not need to cut out pasta to lose weight you do not need to cut out pizza to lose weight if you look at that as a carb rice etc bananas fruits you do not need to cut out any of these foods in fact if you're losing weight more than likely you're exercising and for exercise your body needs carbohydrates your body needs sugar sugar is carbohydrates carbohydrates when you eat it for example if you eat a piece of toast your bo your body will digest that down into glucose which is the equivalent of sugar it's just a different name your body will break down that banana or sorry that slice of bread or that slice of toast into 
glucose, which will then store into your muscles and be ready to be used for energy, whether that's going to the gym, whether that's walking uh, to the shop, whatever that may be. And you need carbohydrates. Um, in the absence of carbohydrates, your body turns whatever else you're eating. So for example, if you're eating a low carb diet, your body will actually turn the other types of foods. So let's say fats and proteins, because that is all that's left. Your body will actually convert those types of foods into sugar, into glucose, because your body needs glucose. So from, from my perspective and the way I think about this, why would you why would you restrict something that your body needs um, if you can just get it directly from the source? So why would you cut out bread? Why would you cut out pasta? Why would you cut out um, fruits, vegetables? If you can get your carbohydrates, your sugar from these products, why would you cut them out? And the answer I come, come to is there is a lot of, you've got starchy carbs and non-starchy carbs. Starchy carbs are things like pastas, rices, potatoes. Now, you can overeat on these foods, but typically these foods will have extra kind of things added to them. So, for example, tuna pasta bake will have loads of cheese on top. And it's about it's about what you're adding to the food. So there's an element of portion control that comes into this. Um, things like toast, very easy to eat four or five slices of toast. So it's about portion control. Things like pizza, for example. Some people would look at that as a carbohydrate-based food, but it's actually got a lot of fat in it. So it's about understanding your foods. It's about understanding what's in your foods. But carbs are not the enemy, and carbs are needed. In fact, your brain needs glucose. Your brain operates on glucose. So to have good mental focus, you need glucose. You need carbohydrates, not to mention energy as well, energy levels in general. So carbs are good. Um, you've got a lot of uh, processed carbohydrates, and that's a different kind of area in itself. But unrefined carbohydrates, so whole grains, um, oats, you've got um, pasta, whole, whole grain pasta, you've got whole grain rice, you've got all your fruits, all your vegetables, all of that is carbohydrates. And um, then you've got fats, which is animal based fats. And then you've got um, kind of non animal based fats like your um, avocados, which is a technically a fruit. Um, you've got your oils as well, rapeseed, um, avocado, olive oil, etc. Then you've got protein, which is animal-based proteins and non-animal-based proteins. We need all three as part of our diet um, to basically have optimal health, whether you're trying to lose weight or whether you're trying to maintain. Um, that is important. So having a variety of foods in your diet wholesome single ingredient and unprocessed. Now moving on to alcohol consumption and junk food, there is room for this in your diet, but understand alcohol is going to cause inflammation in the body and too much alcohol is going to be negative to your health. It's just that simple. Now I say that with confidence because currently I'm not really drinking alcohol. I don't think I've drank in about four or five months. I feel great for it, um, but I'm not here to tell you not to drink alcohol. I'm here to tell you that the more you drink, the worse your health. But having said that, when I was I was on a training maybe about five, six months ago, and it was all around your health in general. What is health? And I it really, it really kind of um changed my mindset around like what health is because it's not just about physical health, but you've got different branches of health. You've got emotional health, and that's like relationships and how you feel about yourself. You've got social health as well. So that's like connectivity. 
And I think social health is something that we often forget when it comes to losing weight and barking on improving your health and fitness. We feel like we can't socialize anymore a lot of the time, but having good social health is having the confidence to socialize and not feel guilty for eating that slice of pizza, not feeling guilty for having that beer. But it's about knowing where to draw the line with it. And this is where moderation comes in. So can you go to a wedding and have just a few beers? Can you go to a meal out with your family on a Sunday and not order a starter, a main, a dessert and four or five drinks and just get to the point where you're feeling overfull, low energy to the point where it affects your Monday and your Tuesday? Or can you actually go to that same meal and skip the starter, just have the main, just have the dessert, and then um, potentially just have two drinks. So it's about moderation. It's about knowing uh, everything within context is key. Uh, an example I like to use is like me going to the to the park with my kids and having an ice cream. Like that's within context. Um, versus are you eating chocolate every night when you get home from work in front of the TV, then having um, a bag of crisps, then having something else, something else, something else. You know, and it's it's about is it in moderation. Is it within context or is it becoming part of your daily routine that's that's negative towards your health, towards your nutrition as well? Um, and all of these foods, of course, are highly processed and they taste very good. I, I, will, I will definitely admit to that. Um, but it's about moderation. It's about context. So allowing yourself to have these foods within context is going to be key, including alcohol as well. And of course, there's going to be times where you want to, you know, have a blowout whether that's on a holiday, um, whether that's on a weekend holiday, whether that's at a wedding. But it's understanding that what you do consistently is far more important than what you do occasionally. So if you do occasionally have a night where you get absolutely drunk off your face and, and, and you know, you're really hungover the next day, you potentially order some, some Chinese takeaway in the evening, that's fine. If that happens every now and again, like that's fine. That's not going to affect your long-term health. Uh, short term, you're going to feel not that great. Um, but it's about, again, what do you do consistently versus what do you do occasionally? And if you're consistently improving your eating habits along the way and eating for energy, eating for fullness, eating to feel good, that's going to have far better effects on your health um, in the short term and in the long term as well. And um, Something I've not mentioned here is micronutrients. So micronutrients is basically after you've got, after you've looked at macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, micronutrients is basically your vitamins and your minerals. Now it's, it's within everyone's interest to improve the micronutrients because that is going to allow your body on a cellular level to operate better. So think about things like magnesium, copper, zinc. It's crazy how we have these micro metals in our body, but they really do help us function better. And you've got other things like potassium. I mentioned before sodium that helps with hydration. Then you've got like, um, uh, iron, which is a big one in females, especially. So all of these you can get from foods. Uh, red meat is packed full of vitamins um, and, well, it's packed full of minerals more so. Um, but vitamins, think about all your fruits. Uh, your vegetables have lots of uh, minerals in as well. So it's about loading up on the fruits and the vegetables um, and the um, and the animal-based foods as well. Um, they're going to provide you with a lot of vitamins and minerals. You can take an A to Z multivitamin. That's, that's absolutely fine. That's going to cover you and that's not going to harm you. Um, but 
it's always a good idea to try and get variety with your food and um, eat as much variety as you can, especially your vegetable intake and your micronutrient intake. Um, not to mention that it will reduce inflammation in the body and it will also increase water intake because a lot of the fruits and vegetables have water in them. So you're eating water, hydrating foods as well. Um, so that's uh, something to think about. Um, something else as well, health-focused eating is eating for maintenance now again and i think i've written a post about this on social media the, the other day but it's this idea of when we're going on a weight loss journey or a health when we're when we're trying to be healthier usually weight loss comes alongside that but for optimal health we do need our body weight to be within a healthy range on the bmi scale um or close to it if you've never heard of BMI before, that stands for body mass index. So that is basically for your height and your gender, how heavy should you be on the scales or how light should you be on the scales, however you want to look at it. Now, this doesn't massively take into account muscle mass. So someone who has quite a decent amount of muscle may be in the overweight category. But for the general person, it is a good scale to go off. Now, you want to be in a healthy weight range for optimal health. If you're carrying too much body fat, and too much weight that's going to have an impact on your joints it's going to have an impact on your organs it's going to have an impact on your health and um, so it's 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 often when we try and improve our health often weight loss comes with improving health and vice versa improving health comes with weight loss and um, but what's important is that um and sorry where i was going with this is when we when we lose weight we're in a calorie deficit we're in an energy deficit so we're not getting enough energy for our body requirements but once you've dropped the weight and once you've got into the shape you want to get into then you can eat maintenance calories and this is where i see the problem people don't know healthy eating without weight loss and if you're not losing weight you don't feel like you're improving your health therefore we often refer back to old eating habits or old lifestyle habits so it's about being healthy after you've dropped the weight and this is where maintenance comes in so eating more food but still eating the right types of foods so you've got even more energy to then um maintain what you've built basically and this is where the yo-yo dieting comes in we lose weight we feel good we step off take our foot off the gas revert back to old habits gain weight become unhealthy and it's just this cycle of healthy unhealthy healthy unhealthy active unactive active inactive um, and it's almost seasonal sometimes but if you think about the yo-yo effect as like a pendulum um, and I was thinking about um, an analogy of a wrecking ball. So when you're knocking down a building or a house, you have this big, massive chain and ball swinging from a crane and then it starts to rock side to side slowly. And if it hits the wall, it's not going to break down the wall. But if you really swing it back one way and then let it go it's going to absolutely destroy that wall. And that's kind of like the yo-yo effect of of dieting. And this is why dropping calories really quick, um, for example, cutting out carbs, um, doing intermittent fasting, reducing eating habits massively, you lose weight going on shake diets, all that kind of fad dieting. Um, you will potentially see fast results, but then it's like what's on the other side, other side of that pendulum swing. So like when someone starts to work with me, the first thing I get them to do is um, track their food intake and we look at how much they're eating. And then from that point, we chip away slowly, bit 
by bit. We do not pull away calories too low. In fact, a lot of people, when they first start working with me, actually say, wow, why am I eating so much? Um, and it's because they're massively reducing their processed food intake. So they actually feel like they're eating more, even though they're not in terms of calories and energy amounts. Um, but also they are actually eating more than they probably have previously. And they're still losing weight because instead of putting themselves in a massive restrictive deficit they're just putting themselves in a slight deficit they're also increasing the energy through higher activity through steps and building muscle and training so they're actually putting the fuel that they're eating into building muscle building strength and that's the difference between the yo-yo mentality and the slow and steady lifestyle change mentality so focusing on eating for energy focus on eating for fuel Focus on food in abundance, not being restrictive. And then when it comes to junk foods and alcohol, in context and in moderation, if you have a problem food that you know you need to be working on, for me, it used to be chocolate. Um, it's been cereal in the past, in the evenings. It's been takeaways in the past. If you know that you struggle to moderate, it can be beneficial to cut things out for a period of time, whether that be alcohol, takeaways. But understand that down the line, you're probably going to need to work on your relationship with that particular type of food or drink um, because you can always go back to that old habit. Um, so that's kind of my thought process. And then the last point I wanted to mention here is eating to fullness. Now, I do think your upbringing has a lot to do with this and again, society. And I'm going to use our kids as an example here. Like um, it can be very tempting when your kid says, I'm full now. Um and you're like, God, well, just finish this, just finish this much, finish your food, don't let it go to waste. And it's like throughout our throughout our lives, we're, we're told to ignore our hunger signals in from our parents, um, from from society at large. It's like, don't waste food. And um, but if you're eating to fullness, you're probably going to then not overeat, if that makes sense. Or it's almost like that get your money's worth mentality. If you do go out to a restaurant, it's like, well, you've paid for the food, so you will eat it. But typically restaurant foods, takeaways, they will give you massive, massive portions. And it's it's a case of, do I need to eat all of this um, just because I've paid for it? Or will I actually enjoy the food if I stop at a certain point and eat that fullness level um, and feel good, satisfied, but not comatose? So if we start eating to fullness, um, that will then reduce our overall intake and help with weight loss for sure but it'll also help with energy levels your digestion will be better because you won't be processing as much food um, and it will massively massively help when it comes to um, improving your health improving your um, hunger cues as well and then something to improve your um, hunger cues is to not snack as much try and reduce snacking and eat more in a main meal style fashion because you'll enjoy your main meals more i think we also um live in a world where comfort uh, discomfort and challenge is avoided so like an element of that is is hunger like if we get hungry we, hungry we feel like we shouldn't be hungry so i personally like to set myself a little challenge sometimes of like having bigger gaps between meals because it means i'm more satisfied in those meals um it helps with um in between meals it helps with my energy levels as well because i think eating in itself can require energy we often feel slummed after we've eaten food so if you just have less snacking throughout the day and more main meals it can be massively beneficial for energy levels as well gone off on a bit of a tangent there guys but that's um 
that's what I've came up with for today's episode. So focusing on health first when you're eating, and that will ultimately help with weight loss and not being short-sighted with just chasing the weight loss. Because ultimately, when you come out of the other side of that, it's a case of can you sustain how you're currently eating, number one. Um, and number two, do you feel good um, at the end of that? So that's kind of... Um, the mindset that I like to teach and I like to preach and I like to personally follow as well. Um, health focused eating guys, it's been an absolute pleasure and I would love it if you could give me some um, feedback on today's episode. If you found anything beneficial or there's anything you want to ask, then just drop me a message on Instagram. It's Johnny or at Johnny J O N N Y Peterson PT at Johnny Peterson PT. Speak to you all soon guys and see you in next week's episode.